You are listening to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Talks Arutari. This is episode three. Thank you for tuning in to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, where we make mindset changes using tools from everyday life and business experiences. Episode three is the concept of authentic living. I started this podcast in response to the many conversations I've had with women and a few good men. I noticed a trend in our conversations. So many people want to fix their lives by focusing on the external or on what they can see. But I believe true transformation occurs on the inside and then spills onto the outside. I grew up in Nigeria and I had a happy, picture-perfect childhood. Every year on the 31st of December, my mom will gather us all, that's my brothers and I, to pray into the new year. One of her prayers went something like this, Lord, please let 1987, or whatever year it was, go with all its bad local And let 1988 be free from accidents and sickness and on and on and on we went. So we will pray against illnesses, we'll pray against theft and all kinds of stuff. On New Year's Day, my brothers and I played our brains out whilst drinking soft drinks and eating fried meat and just having the time of our lives. That's typical for New Year's Day, Christmas, Easter in Nigeria. Then we'd get into some type of trouble. Maybe someone pushed another one off their bike or one of us played too rough and then there was blood (laughs) because I was a tomboy sandwiched between my brothers. And my mom would say, in this new year, you're already being naughty. So I grew up with a mindset that the start of the year was a sacred time. It was clean, it was spotless, and we were not to stain it by bad behavior. As an adult, I picked up a ritual. Every year, I get out my journal, planner, pens, stickers, the whole works to make sure that I start the year right through planning and setting goals. It's a whole celebration, people. It's a whole thing. If time allows, I'd even book myself into a hotel to have this special time just by myself. And I believe that at the start of the year, I have a new opportunity to make the best of the year, regardless of how the previous year ended. So it was in one of those sessions about five years ago that the word authenticity dropped onto the table right in front of me. I mean, I was busy writing, do laundry on Thursdays, write food shopping list on Fridays, check the homework and school notes on Sunday evenings and so on when The word just literally just insisted itself on me, not audibly, but in my head, I just heard it and I quickly dismissed it. Have you ever had those moments, cringe-worthy ones, where somebody uses an overused word over and over again? Well, that's how I felt about the word authenticity. I found it tired, rinsed out and used mainly by wannabe self-help gurus. Okay, so this sounds like I'm starting to rant, but, you know, that's just how I felt. So I ignored it, but it kept showing up. And although I was pretty certain I knew what it meant, I went ahead to check dictionary.com for its meaning. 
And it means not false or copied, genuine, real, representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself or the person identified. Okay, maybe God wants me to leave life as the authentic version of myself or something like that. Whenever I'm gifted with a new word or phrase, I call them buzzwords because they literally are just buzzing around my head and I stumble across them on social media. Somebody might say it to me seemingly randomly. Um, I might read it in a paper or even in a book. And when that happens, I, I adopt the word, um, I guess, for a season until I feel like it's done its work and it can go and I pick up a new word. And so that's what happened with authenticity. It was everywhere I went. And it was a challenge because it felt alien to me to randomly take up a word and decide to live my life by it. No deep personal experience led to it. No heavenly or supernatural encounter caused it either. It was just a random word. I wondered what the original version of myself was. Where does one even start? As a child, I loved to go through my father's medical books. I was particularly drawn to the ones in colour that showed skin abscesses, diseased organs, growths, and all of that stuff. Okay, I know, don't ask. But my favourite page was one that showed the cross-section of the human body. That really got my attention. It was in full colour, and it showed the layers that make us up, you know, the skin with its own three layers, the muscles, bones, organs. But what it didn't show was the mind or the spirit. Our spirit is the living part of us. It's the part that's connected to God. Sandwiched between the body and the spirit is the mind, the part of you that makes decisions, imagines things, sets goals, experiences, emotions, and so on. If I was going to live authentically, then it had little to do with my physical body. So yes, I'll happily wear weaves and braids as needed, but it had everything to do with who I was on my inside. I believe that we existed before we were formed in our mother's womb, and that part of us that existed is the unseen part that's the real you. And then you were overlaid with your organs and tissue and held together by bones and finally covered in skin. In my case, it's beautiful brown skin. There's a guy in the Bible called Jeremiah and God said to him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So before I put all the bones and the organs and everything, I knew you. And references to that are in the show notes. So this is how it all played out from a business perspective. I had been running my business for four years or so and started to get frustrated at the lack of growth that I was certain was possible. A friend who was a small business consultant traveled out of the country and I offered to look after the social media for his business in his absence. To my surprise and annoyance, <laughs> The engagement with my adopted audience was better than what I had ever had in my own audience. I later understood that I was conversing with people who were just like me, business owners who had the same questions and challenges as I did. I was able to communicate with them in a language they understood. 
this was completely unlike my own clients. I got little engagement with them. I could only manage a couple of likes a week if I was lucky. Zero answers to any of my questions and sharing a post, (laughs) that was a joke. I grew up in a different country and while I spoke fluent English as we do in Nigeria, I didn't understand their cultural language. I didn't know what made them tick. A few days after this revelation, I received an email from an established British luxury department store. They wanted to know if I was available to spend five weeks working as a temporal staff in the run-up to Christmas. The previous year, I had applied unsuccessfully for a Christmas role with them, along with several other luxury stores. I wanted the first-hand experience of what it was like serving my sector of the market. I needed to learn customer service a few notches above as the standard. That's in episode one, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Receiving this email is an example of going with the flow of life. The position showed up at the exact time I needed it. If it had come earlier, I probably wouldn't have recognized its value. This also happened to be at the time I was rebranding my business with a brand consultant. My head was stuffed and overflowing with colors and fonts and websites, framework and so much more that goes with rebranding a whole business. At the orientation, they told us the history of the 300-year-old organization. I learned that their products were named after past monarchs because the founder had worked in the palace for years. Their packaging was bright and quirky because they were one of the first shops in the 1800s to introduce window displays, and that was done to attract passers-by. We learned about their unique brand color, which was inspired by the roof of the building. And we even discovered the reason the world famous shop is situated where it stands today. To my surprise, what we saw on the outside, that is the colors, the packagings, the names of the products, were not formed from some brand consultant's idea of what would appeal to customers. It was merely a natural expression on the outside of what was going on inside. Many have tried to copy this company from the outside in and they have failed, not surprisingly. I understood then that rebranding my company with new colors and a new logo, along with the beautiful illustrations, will mean nothing unless we also changed the way we worked behind the scenes. The brand had to be a reflection or a result, if you like, of what we did behind the scenes. If customers did not have a stellar experience, if our products were not of the highest quality, and if the new website was slow and difficult to navigate, we would simply have painted the outside of the tin and left expired products inside. So when you receive a gift, like a hamper from this company, you'll get all excited because you know that you're about to talk into the most scrumptious biscuits and the most delicious jam that you can lay your hands on. The exquisite packaging on the outside tells you what you'll be getting on the inside. 
I define authenticity as the measure of your inside against your outside. Question, does what you think match what you say? No, let's put it this way. Does what you believe match up to what you say you believe? There's a difference between wanting to help the less privileged and wanting to be seen as helping the less privileged. One is a genuine desire from the heart. The other is a genuine desire to be celebrated. One enriches the inside, the other adorns the outside. I believe that our insides are revealed on the outside, whether we like it or not. It shows up in the form of vibes, and I bet you've had experiences with people that you met just the first time, and there's something about them that you can't put your finger on that you really don't like or you really, really like. You can colour your thoughts with the most appealing words, but anyone with the smallest iota of emotional intelligence will pick up that they are not getting the original version. You can wear the finest clothes and use the most expensive perfume, but that will not make you more likeable. You'll definitely draw more people to you, but they are after what you have and not who you are. So I started to compare what I was thinking and believing to what I was doing and saying. I became more honest with myself, and it's a lot easier to do this when you're journaling. I learned to separate fact from fantasy, because there is the fact of who I am and what I'm thinking, and then there's the version of me that I fantasize about, the one I hope everyone else sees. Stripping off the layers that cover your personality requires courage and self-acceptance. In fact, I think if courage and self-acceptance had a baby, it will be called authenticity. It is so important not to judge yourself for presenting a different version of yourself. The world is full of critical people, okay? And we don't need to add to the poll. I judged myself so often, but I ended up going round in circles because I'll make a decision now and then step back and remake it in a different way to appeal to a different group of people. I believe we were created as an original but life experiences layer our minds and our hearts with stuff, which changes the colour of our personality. The practice of authentic living is the scraping away of these layers so you can function as you. I don't even know why we shy away from being ourselves. I mean, maybe it's the feeling of vulnerability that comes from being exposed. I actually don't know. And it's not just your personality that's covered. Your gifts and dreams are covered too. I like to visualize dreams and ideas as seeds that God planted deep within us. It has to break through its own skin before it germinates. So can you imagine the struggle to break through layers that you have wrapped it with just because you're not confident of who you are? Stripping them away exposes the possibilities that await you. For years, I was reluctant to reveal my face as the person behind the brand because I was sure people wouldn't want to do business with me. I now know that I'm a unique individual and each time someone connects with me for the first time, they literally have never met anyone like me. This goes for you too. 
You can learn more about my business journey in episodes one and two. My authenticity journey was needed to get me out of the rut and onto the path that I'm currently traveling on. From the way I converse with my clients to the items I choose for my shop display, digging deep into my authentic self has never failed me. I would have struggled with the persona I was to present had I not learned to leave from my inside. And just so you know, this is a daily struggle, as in daily. Authentic leaving allows you to deliver your creation in the most unique way possible, because there really is only one you. I read a quote somewhere that said, be yourself, because everyone else is taken. A few years ago, I was invited to give a talk to the attendees of Spring Fair at the NEC in Birmingham. This is a big trade show that's held once a year, and it's for the retail home and gift industry, and it is very well attended. This was stepping out of my comfort zone for the first time. I had spoken in women's conferences and in churches, most of whom were from my cultural background. This event was to be attended by business owners from around the UK and beyond. For weeks, I struggled on what to say to these people. For one, I was not a successful businesswoman, yet I was called on to speak to them as though I was one of them. I didn't think I belonged. I kept trying to come up with what I believed they wanted to hear. I kept trying to use terminology that presented me as a savvy, world-traveled, successful businesswoman. I believed the organizers must have made a mistake, but they spelt my name right. (laughs) So I prayed. And as the time drew closer, God told me to speak from my heart. In my heart was my story, my truth. I spoke as me. I used the terms I would normally use. I shared my struggle and I encouraged them with all I had. It was a packed room standing room only and I got a standing ovation because I came as me. How glad I was that I didn't present the version I thought they would have preferred. I realized that the concept of authentic living is such a wide-ranging one and we cannot possibly cover it in one episode but because I believe it's a foundational principle It will show up repeatedly in future episodes. I invite you to begin stripping away the layers that have covered the real you. Perhaps you needed to do this to protect yourself from further hurt. I get that. But you are stronger than you think you are. You are actually enough to heal your own wounds. Covering them may stop you getting hurt again, but the old wounds will keep festering. I have to pause to say a big thank you to you for listening. In our first week, we have had almost 250 downloads. (sighs) I'm in awe at the encouraging comments, the voice messages, the texts, the suggestions on what to speak on. Yes, please keep those suggestions coming. To read from so many of you that you're writing your rock star story literally 
makes me giddy with joy because I know, I know that that is life-changing. Reviews and ratings are important, not to increase the size of my head, but to help others find the Living Inside Out podcast. So if you haven't subscribed, please do so. The podcast is available on iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere. And if you are happy to give this a rating on iTunes, please do so. iTunes is the mother of ratings, guys. And so that's why I specify ratings on iTunes. But any comment is welcome from any of your platforms that you use to listen to your podcast. And while this is a weekly podcast, I have committed to publishing two episodes every week, at least until the end of May. In the next episode, I'll be sharing my experience on one of the worst mindsets guaranteed to hold you back, bar none. I think it would be number one, actually. (laughs) I even had to perform a rite of forgiveness, not to forgive others, but to forgive myself. Yes, it was that deep. I look forward to talking to you soon and remember to live always from the inside out.